Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. During the Tour de France for some fun after a long day watching the pros, I like to jump on Zwift. Matthew Vanderpool, Anna Vanderbregen and Garant Thomas all have a training program that highlights their strengths and each of the workouts is about 40 minutes. The good thing is you can do their fun is fast training program as a beginner or experienced rider. It's all based on your power output. To train like the best in the world, it's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash TDF or Logger Rides with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's of course Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Uh, I am excellent. Thank you, Christoph. We have got, can you believe it? Three days to go. I know. It's sort of happy but sad. You know I, it's coming to the end. It's been a big three weeks. You know, you love getting into Paris. There's always a bit of, there's always a bit of a melancholy about yeah, it when it's yeah, sort of yeah. about to finish. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about it in this podcast, but uh, step by step, some of the, the competitions are now completed, like yes. the Paul Cadot. Yep. Uh, so it really, really smells or feels like uh, the end of the Tour de France is far approaching, and it is. It is. And, uh, you know, just shout out to you, Couch Peloton. And I, I, I saw a Couch Peloton... Um, uh, a, a faithful say very early on she was like oh you know already in three weeks the race will be over never fear because the Vuelta is coming yeah. we are doing a live streamed video and and I know day. we know you like it we know you guys like it when we do the, the, the social uh, video live on Facebook and you know what we will do that all yeah. the way to the Vuelta, through the Vuelta, every day, uh, late afternoon as well. So yeah, it will be yeah. uh, awesome for us to do that because it's, it's almost a second nature for us to do it. Yeah. But it'll be fun as well. It will. And and yeah, anyway, you know, we've still got three to go. So let's Exactly. Just, let's, we're not done yet. We're not done. <laughs> uh, let's pump up the energy. Yes. Pogacar, yesterday, I think there's one word. We've said it so many times. Amazing. Yeah. The way he controlled that stage and the way he claimed that victory. Were you surprised with such a dominance again of Pogacar? No, no. I think I think we were waiting to see what he would do, and then once they got once they got on Luzardiden, that final mountain, I thought he's not going to let anyone win unless unless they're better than him. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to gift a victory to Vingegaard, Carapaz. I thought no, nah, he wants this, and he's, he'll take the KOM as well. Which I, you know, after a while, if he's doing this in a few years' time. People will start to get sick of it, so because they'll say oh, it's boring. He's he's too good. He's way too good. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But at the moment, geez, how can you how can you critique yeah. Pogacar? He is simply just amazing. And then and let's remember, last year he won the three out of the four jerseys, yeah. and he's setting himself up for exactly the same. And then came yesterday, he just beaten to the line poles, which was he was holding the the Pogacar jersey, but no. Pauls will not win the Polkadot jersey. It's been won, finished, finito, done. It's Pogacar, winner of the KOM. Uh, you know what I don't like about it? There's one little thing I don't like about it, and it is what it is. It's the rules. There was double points on Luzardi Den yeah. and not double points on the Tourmalet last night. So so Pauls got some points yeah. on the Tourmalet. Higher mountain, arguably a bit tougher than Luzardi Den. I mean, let's say they're the same. But they give double points on the final mountain when really, you know, it, it wasn't as hard. It wasn't the hardest mountain in the race. I think that's a fair comment to say. Mm-hmm. It is, yes, it is a hard mountain, but certainly not the longest, not the highest. 
and therefore not the toughest, but they gave double points and that gave Pogacar the jersey. Yeah. It's a sort of... I feel, I feel like it was a rough deal for Poles. Yes and... Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you, but it's, uh, cycling is not a, a nice sport. It's You're still competitive. You're defending the polka dots. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I am because I think in a way, when you look at back at the race, Pogacar is a better climber than Poles. He is. Overall, he honestly. Is. No, 100% he is. So the jersey has been given or won by someone that is the best climber of the Tour de France. But shouldn't tactics play a role in it? Well, no. Like Pogacar's there to win the bike race, not the polka dots. The I know, but, but ta tactics, it. it's a good debate to have because yeah. tactics actually could play a role to deviate from the other. Like, basically, others apply tactics to make sure the best climber doesn't win the polka dot. Mm. But... To this day and last year, the best climber won the Polkadot. So it's sort of, I think it's a hard as it is. It feels natural that the Pogacar wins the Polkadot. I'm right, you're wrong. Come on, move, <laughs> move on. So that's usually the <laughs> argument you use when you're wrong and I'm right. Yes. <laughs> no, um, I mean, it's, it's a bit cruel though, isn't it? For, for Poles. Because he did, he, he rode well. But like you say, at the end of it, he should have been... He, he um he wasn't he wasn't climbing quick enough. But the other the other thing as well is we've been accustomed so the polka dot to be a, like a secondary jersey because yes. the winners of the Tour de France didn't care about this. So yeah, they, it's true. They didn't target it, so yeah. others could target it. Yeah, but so I it, can't complain. It's not logical. Mm. I, 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 in my eyes, I think it's mm. not logical. I mean that French bloke who won it, I don't know, a bunch of times. Really, yeah. no one else no. wanted it. But exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'm saying this from from a French point of view. So yeah. I'm relatively happy. Pogacar will honor that jersey, although that he can't wear it because mm. it's still in yellow. So somebody else will wear it on loan. But still, you know, and imagine uh, Paul's in the next few days. He will wear a polka dot jersey because he's second in a classment of it. At least he'll get to keep but three. Yeah, but it's not his. <laughs> well, he'll get more than three. He, he carries on on wearing it, but yeah. it's, not, it's not his. It's not his. I know, that, that's even more cruel. <laughs> that is cruel. <laughs> <laughs> that is. We'll that, have to honor the sponsors, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Look, Pogacar yesterday, I think, was very impressive. Uh, Vingegaard was quite impressive as well because he's, like we said before, he was not the leader, natural leader coming into in this Tour de France, but he really became the natural leader from this Tour de France for the Team Jumbo. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and God knows, you know, Wood van Aert could have done it, could have naturally become the leader because of the aura Wood van Aert has. But Vingegaard, yeah. from nowhere almost, yes. comes in. First to the front, becomes a leader, and look where he's now. And r and he's ridden like a leader too. Yeah. And I don't mean physically, uh, uh, tactically, and everything. He's stepped up and just ridden like a season pro. And he is. Yeah. In uh, he, he, that's his first year. That's okay. amazing. First to the front. Yeah. And no, he's, he's second um, on the second on the podium so far. Mm. He he. Uh, what's in what will be interesting is how will his program look next year? Yep. Yeah. Will they send him off to the Giro to have sole leadership? Mm -hmm. Or will they send him to the Tour to have sole leadership and put Pogacar to the Giro, you know, um, ah, Pogacar, uh, Roglic? Yeah. Um, that will be interesting. That and be and interesting. also, let's, if we look at the performance, yes, he's second, but he's on classement, he's better than Carapaz. When you look at it, he's, he's, he's inferior to Pogacar, but everybody else is. Mm. But look at Vingegaard for his first Tour. Is currently beating Pogacar, uh, Carapaz. And by the way, he can potentially win the time trial. Yes, he can. He he did a great opening TT. Uh, he didn't win it, of course, but he wasn't that far off Pogacar. 
he could win this TT. So he could actually put time more on Carapaz. Yeah. On, yeah. The, on the TT. So yeah, he's, he's certainly, I mean, he's not going to drop between uh, below third. We know that now. So so that brings a, a, a quick discussion we can have. What Where does that leave Roglic in all this? Because Roglic has not achieved what they wanted to do at the Tour de France twice in a row. He was set for victory last year. He was coming here to win it again, or to try to win it this year. It's two years in a row where, let's say, inverted comma, he failed at achieving the, the targets. Mm -hmm. Where does that leave Roglic inside Jumbo Visma? Because um, these this teams, when you are investing this much in a team, you don't want to lose too much time. No, no. Look, he was, look, he was second last year, so I think we need to highlight that. And the fact yeah, that he but was beaten by a freak. Let's be honest, their target, all those are excuses. Their target... Jeez, you'd be a harsh dude. I'm yes, tough, you? but no, look at it well, this Well, guys, way. second place, um, <laughs> bit of a fail. Um, we'll see you next week to start <laughs> training again. You, you're the owner of Jumbo Visma. Yep. You can't tell me that they were pleased last year with how you unfolded and how Roglic finished at the tour. No. They, they, they were they maybe were satisfied. disappointed and gutted, but what they realised is that he was still the second best in the world. Yeah. Or the first loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it's. I, I know what you're saying, but 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 they came in this year to give it a better fight, and then yeah, they were not lucky. Granted, yeah, it's not. It's, there wasn't part of the plan, but how patient a team is with someone like this when they've got Vingegaard. I think they'll analyze it though. They'll analyze it. Remember, Vingegaard's what nearly six minutes. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll potentially be six minutes off. So the do you think step. they're thinking Roglic could have been closer in between? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I believe that too. So, you know, the, the crashes and everything. I know it, it, it's it's they're quickly forgotten when mm -hmm. you know a, a month later they've forgotten that he withdrew because of his injuries. You just go, oh, he failed. People, you know, in their minds say that because they're like, oh no, he didn't place. Yeah, he wasn't. No, he was started. He was no good. And, and but you know the, it's like it's like a football team saying we don't look outside our four walls we analyze what's inside the four walls people can make as much noise have as many comments and opinions mm -hmm. we know what's going on inside the four walls so i think i think they'll they'll still have, have absolute faith in in Roglic and believe that he's still the man that can topple um, Pogaccia and you know maybe Bernal next yeah. year. Okay. Uh, now let's look at uh, our man Ben O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, because Ben O'Connor for us is a it's an incredible positive story. We knew he was good, but no one in their right mind would have could have bet. I mean, so some guys may have, but in reality, you and I would not have pointed Ben O'Connor to be top five at the Tour de France. We we may have said it's a possibility. But well, not with now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, honestly, I mean, go back three weeks ago, we would have never put Ben O'Connor at that level. No, and so yeah, and you know, if if uh, if whichever God you believe in, if God had come to him and said, "Listen, here's a contract. You can sign it now, but you won't go any higher if you sign it." Fourth on GC with mm -hmm. a stage win in the Alps mountaintop Ben O'Connor would have gone where do I sign yeah <laughs> the team would have said where's the paper we'll, yep we'll sign that so no no and that's and in some ways we're not saying it as in it's totally out of the realms because before the start we were saying uh, f the four Aussies 
um, Haig, Port, Ben and Lucas Hamilton, they all had the potential to finish top 10. Yeah. Four Australians potentially. So so it's not out of the complete realms of expectations for Ben O'Connor, but no matter what, you know, he's gone from second, dropped down to ninth, pushed himself back up to fifth, sixth, fourth, you know, Rigoberto Uran really mini capitulation yesterday yeah. and now Ben is looking he's looking solid for fourth no worse than fifth yeah um, with but the TT to come we'll be hard to reach third he will need Carapaz to have a, a yeah. shocker of a day to do yeah, to he, do it. So yeah. it's most likely it won't happen yeah um, but let's look at the, the, the person that Ben O'Connor is and he seemed to be pretty chilled out let's say in, in for lack of better words yeah but how much of this in this attitude has helped him coping with the pressure this year, coping with how it unfolded and, and the, the, the pressure on the mountains and so on. How much of this general, yeah, uh, chilled out attitude helped him over the three weeks? Absolutely a lot. Um, but that, but to him, that's not something in my mind that he's training to be like. That's just him naturally. So what, what, what what I've seen from him in in his interviews and the, the short amount of time that I've spoken to him one on one, sort of you know, outside of racing, um, he is confident in his own skin. He's happy in his own skin. He's happy with how he projects himself. So he's a real he's at ease with himself. So therefore he's relaxed. And so when he gets on the bike to race. And, and, and when he's around his sort of peers, he's not trying to be something else or someone else. Um, he's not trying to project something else to his peers or to his rivals. He's just like, here I am, take me or leave me. And he's not brash, not at all. He's, he's very respectful, and, but he's, he's, he's just in this perfect place. And, and it's, you know, and obviously then, you know, there's plenty of people in life that are, <laughs> are good citizens of the world and are themselves and don't try and be something else, but they're not superstar sports athletes. Mm -hmm. He's also now, he's also got this um, engine. He's also got an incredible physiology, obviously, and it's all coming together. So what we're seeing is a special athlete in Ben O'Connor. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice to see. And, you know, and, and not that there's plenty of other Aussies that are like this, but Ben's got something next level. Do, do you feel... And, and no patriotism in, into yeah. this at all. But do you think he's got something special? Do you think he's got something that he can carry throughout his career? And I know you're the first one to say, don't put too much pressure on, on, on young riders. Don't do that straight away. Us as the media, don't do this. But in a way, we sort of have to talk about it. Well, we can now too, because let's face it, he's going to finish top five. Yeah. So the, 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 the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. So I think we can start to sort of... So can, can we start dreaming of even a better result in the future? Oh, Are we allowed to, to start to go, hey, he, this is the best he can do with the tools he's got at the minute? Yeah. If we just tweak some of the tools, like we mentioned yesterday mm. in the podcast, um, the, if, you meant, if, you, if you tweak the teams around him, if you tweak the strategy, if you tweak all this, it's not impossible to think of a podium, to think of a Polkadot jersey, yeah. <laughs> or, or to think of, of, of technically a win at the Tour de France, yeah, given no, the circumstances. It, it's every, I believe the sky is the limit. I mean, you know, and he won't be listening to our pod. Um, well, he might. <laughs> but he, can, he, can, he doesn't have to think about this yet. He'll go away and 
celebrate and, you know, sort of release the pressure valve from the three weeks of the tour and enjoy it. And then, yeah, then, but we can talk about now yeah, what the future looks like for him. And yes, we'll celebrate him as well in three days time, hopefully with a, with a fourth place or, you know, <laughs> in, in, uh, miraculously on the podium. But um, no, we, we, sh- we can and we should talk about it. And I think I said last night to yourself and Tomo, there was a time when Cadell first finished fifth in the tour. Yeah. And us commentators, reporters and Aussie fans were getting super excited. Because he was the highest place getter since Phil Anderson. Yeah. And we were going, whoa. So let's put this in context. But we, we're exactly at the moment that, with Aussie talent. That, if he finishes fourth, that puts Ben O'Connor, the third best rider of the Tour de France in the history for Australian. It does. Yeah, because Phil's, Phil's was... Fifth. The best. Yeah. The best so Cadell, Richie. And, uh, and yeah, uh, that, let, that places put, him at... He's, he's on the podium of the best Australians ever. In since 1903. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and, and let's yeah, let's remind ourselves that and let's remind you, the, the listeners, that let's not take this for granted at the same point. This yeah. is a special performance yeah. by O'Connor. Yeah, this is something you know. What no. what what can he do in a time trial? Realistically, we we just dropped the gun a little bit and yeah. we, we'll talk yeah. about it. And stay tuned if you want to no, hear about get, the let's get our mind <laughs> back on race mode. Okay. No, no, but if, <laughs> if you want to hear about what's happening tonight in the race, it's coming in in a few if you yeah. few minutes. But before we move on to this. What can Ben O'Connor do in a time trial realistically? So he was about, he was somewhere around 30th in the, he was 31st, in fact, in the stage five TT. Remember, he'd come off a couple of days of crashes. He didn't have heavy, heavy crashes, but he did get knocked around. And he did say after the TT, yeah, look, I, he, he actually, I think he was pretty upbeat. He said, oh, I thought I'd be worse from a crash. I remember him saying something mm-hmm. along those lines and he said, oh, you know, it wasn't too bad in the end. So he was 31st in the Dolphin A, the TT. Now, that was a lot different. It was a reasonably tough, hilly one. He was 13th. So he had a really good TT at the Dolphin A. Um, he was 16th in the Tour de Romandy TT. This is all TTs this year I'm going yeah. through. Um, uh, tour of the Basque Country, it looked like it was an opening prologue, so he was a fair way down the list because they wouldn't suit him. Parry Nice, TT, yeah, he was like 68th place. So his time trial, his time trialling has improved, as in, as it's, it's sort of improved as his form has improved. Remember, he was building towards the Tour de France all year. Mm-hmm. He knew that um, with the team. They'd given him that leadership role. And now it's pretty obvious that he's performing well in the third week. He did that last year at the Giro d'Italia. So I think I think the best he can hope for is to just hold fourth place. I think he can weld off a challenge from Wil- Wilco Kelderman. Kelderman yep. on his day can produce a very good time trial. Uh, I'm not sure Kelderman will because he's so, just so been following. Do you see that the target for Ben O'Connor is to not lose too much time? First of all, yeah, basically, but, but also be, uh, keep Kelderman under wrap. So his target is really to not lose too much time to Kelderman. He 100%. can lose whatever time he wants from Pogacar, uh, from Carapaz, from Vingegaard. But the, the the main fight for O'Connor is to make sure that he's on time and getting in, uh, not losing time or very little time with Kelderman. Yeah, 100%, because 
if you look at the GC now, he is, yeah, he's too far off yep. third. You know, 5.51 to Carapaz, Ben's at eight minutes and 18 seconds. So what's that? Two and a half or yep. thereabouts minutes. Kelderman, though, is 32 seconds behind him yep. in the general classification. So if Kelderman has a blinder, that is well and truly in his sights. Ben is absolutely in his sights. So Kelderman has the opportunity to knock Ben off that fourth spot. Yeah. But likewise, if Ben has a blinder, he could put 30 to 40 seconds into Kelderman. Um, so, look, it's that's a battle. Enrique Mass is in sixth at 10 minutes and 11 seconds. So he's almost two minutes behind Ben. He won't catch Ben. Yeah, No okay. way. I'm pretty convinced of that. So it, this is a battle now for fourth and fifth. Yeah, um, it'll be a good battle actually. Yeah, it'll be. They've bo- and they've bo- and Kelderman will be pumping himself up, and the team will be yeah pumping him up, saying you can do this, mate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's go- the TT is going to be and, and, quite and, exciting. And AG two R La Mondial Citroen, they would want this because they the best result was second on the podium with uh, with Bardet. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like they have been there every year. No, so that's right. If yeah. if they would have had a fourth placing with Bardet at the time, they would still be very happy with oh, that result. Oh, they'd be wrapped. Yeah. So, so no, this, this is, is a great a big result deal. for them. Yeah, this is a big deal. And um, you know, and then the other battle, obviously, Vingegaard and Carapaz. Yeah. Six seconds. I think Vingegaard's going to get the better of him. That's that's part of it. But this is not tonight. No, that's this right. Is, this that's is probably right. going to be uh, in a pod a, a bit later on uh, this week, so uh, probably tomorrow, well, we'll, actually. Can we cut and paste that bit into, <laughs> into tomorrow's pod? We're not that lazy. We're not that lazy. <laughs> we'll talk again about this. Uh, let's talk about the stage tonight. Yep. It's a flat stage. It's a bit hilly, bumpy at the at the beginning. Um, do you see a breakaway go after almost three weeks of racing? Or do you see Dukinik with all the work they've done in making sure someone... Cavendish is across the line every day in the in the mountains in the Pyrenees with his green jersey. Do you see Cav- uh, do you see Dukinik locking up the race and try to deposit Cavendish 100 meters from the line? Is that is that what's going to happen? Yeah. So firstly, first part we'll see a break go. So yes. Second part, Dukinik will 100% try and control it. So they'll try and let a break go they'll want a break to go there's a category four at the start like really early on and it tops out at 12 kilometers so at the start according to the profile the first four or five kilometers they go downhill it's literally a descent and then there's a 1.9 kilometer climb at 4.9 percent. so it's not much but it's good enough for the attacks to go so there'll certainly be attacks and then Jakunic will try and hope that it's a group of five or six, and that's or no more than five, ideally, and then they'll control the race. It's a long stage, though. It's 207 yeah. kilometres. Yeah. And then there's a couple of little bumps at the end, but it just doesn't, doesn't look enough. I don't think... You never know on some of these profiles what the little hill is going to be like, but you would think Jakunic are going to bring it down to a sprint and deliver Cav... And he will deliver a record-breaking yeah. performance. This is the thing, yeah. Yeah, they, so that, this is the big question now. Two opportunities. Yeah. The last one we know is the Champs-Élysées, but he, I think he'd like to just the get it in the bag before. 35 can be tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What can Michael Matthews do to make sure that scenario doesn't happen? Well, so the interesting thing is the little climb at the start, as I mentioned, and then the sprint comes after 52 kilometres. So 
I think what we're going to see, I think Michael is probably going to try and go on the attack or follow the wheels early on, I think, just in case. But I think Cav will as well. I think Cav will get over this little climb. And, you know, he's not that bad. He's not that terrible that he yeah. can't get up a two-kilometre climb. Um, and that probably will fail for Michael. Uh, just the sprint I'm talking about, the intermediate sprint, because he'll be just too marked, Cavill marking. And we saw that yesterday yeah. uh, in that intermediate sprint. But in a way, just to interrupt here, can he have a pact with Cole Brady, Michael Matthews, and, and see if the two of them can actually gang up against well, they've someone sort of, like Cavendish? They've sort of been doing that, haven't they? Yeah, um, naturally, but yeah. because Cavendish wasn't part of this yeah. battle. But now Cavendish is pointing his nose in, into these intermediate sprints. Yeah. Can they gang up against Cavendish and do something? Well, if they if they gang up, it's got to be on the little climb. Yeah, you know, they've got to put the pressure on, but there's only two of them. They'll use their teammates as well. But the start will be interesting, actually. It could be actually full gas. It probably will be full gas uh, tonight's stage at the start. So it's, it's actually going to be a really good first hour. Of racing, and then it'll just be intriguing. You know, it'll be anticipation for that last hour of racing because on the profile, after 168 kilometers, remembering the stage is 207, just shy of 208, mm -hmm. there's a little bump. So, 35 kilometers to go, 40 kilometers to go, there's a little climb, but it doesn't say what it is yeah. uh, or how much it is. So yeah, look, it's, it'll be an interesting one. Um, I think middle of the day, middle of the stage, you could probably have a siesta uh, to the viewers. Keep the TV going, though, so we keep the ratings up. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, then, and then make sure you're, you're back in front of the set yeah. um, for, for the finish. last hour. For the yeah, finish. Because you, you could witness a bit of history yeah. tonight. And this is history, you know, in the, in the history of the race. Yeah, it'll be, and history since, obviously, the great Eddie Merckx. And again, we, we said it many times when the, the equal number happened, the 34, that it's probably something that we will struggle to see again in our lifetime mm. or not in the next 10 or 15. It, it took Cavendish 13 years to reach that level, to reach that number. Mm. So I mean, maybe at the, at the stage where Pogacar, the right where Pogacar is going, maybe... I'm, completely wrong we can see this in in, in five or six oh, yeah, you, you, you don't know, but that's the you? only person that you could think today yeah could actually do something this this enormous uh because there's nobody else that is actually wrapping their their their, their finger around so much win so many wins and yeah and um let's just think about it for a sec there's a possibility it doesn't happen yeah so there's a possibility a sprinter beats cav tonight i know it's it's hard hard to be to, for that to happen with the De Koenig lead out. And I heard, a, I heard a, I was listening to Andre Greipel the other uh, afternoon with an interview and he was saying, oh, you know, it'd be nice just once to have that lead out that Cav has. He said, you know, you've got to, yes, he's, Cav's doing a great job. It's incredible. But he said, he's got a, an amazing team support. Yeah. And I, I will 100% agree with that. In, I mean, I've never seen, as I've said before, a team support a sprinter through the mountains like they've done with Cav this year, ever, in any other team. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the sprint finishes. That's that's Cav's big weapon. His weapon isn't his sprint, by the way. He's slower than what he was yeah. five, six years ago. He's not the Cav. The his Cav weapon, five, six years ago. His weapon is the team. His weapon is the team. He, and he knows that too. He's, he's been complimenting his team yeah. massively. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, it is it is intriguing. It's going to be a good day. And just on that Pogacar... He's won three stages now. Yep. He's won the two road stages yep. and the TT. If he wins the TT tomorrow, uh, in two days, he's got four. He won two last year. Yeah. 
He's already on. Kev probably yeah. should get a little bit nervous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie should get run. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, well, there's a lot more to come, and the Tour de France is far from finished. Uh, so make make sure that you tune in again uh, tonight on SBS. Thank you, Maka, for coming. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au/slash TDF or Logger Rides with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor, Zwift. On Zwift, you can explore the world while having fun training at home. Even better, you can do it during the tour as part of the Fun is Fast series. The events include group workouts and group rides, fondos, races, and as we all know, the tour ignites the competitive spirit in some of us. Time trials, Ventop, which is a replica of Mont Ventoux, and Women's Wednesday rides. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.